Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. The surgical team at Texas Back Institute is adding more talent to the roster. Hi, I'm Art Young for Spine Talk, and joining us this time is Dr. Kevin Jew. Welcome, Dr. Jew. Hi, how are you doing, Art? Glad to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, I, I'm a native from Texas. I actually grew up uh, down in Houston. Uh, my, uh, my mom was a computer programmer. My dad was a chemical engineer. Uh, so there weren't a lot of doctors in my family. But, you know, despite this, I was, I was interested in biology and in the human body at a very early age. Uh, I even did some research at Baylor College of Medicine when I was in high school. So uh, that opportunity allowed me to, to shadow a neurosurgeon early on, and that really kind of piqued my interest, uh, got me interested in medicine. Uh, so, you know, from Texas, I ended up going to California. Uh, I, I attended Stanford for college, uh, and I majored in biology over there. Uh, I actually did a concentration and a uh, honors thesis in neurobiology at that time. Um, and then from there, I, I went on to Harvard, uh, did my medical school uh, in Boston, and uh, stayed there and did my residency training. Wow, we got another Stanford guy. You know, have you talked to Dr. Basito about uh, picking the Stanford Cardinals for the Final Four again this year? <laughs> I actually work with Dr. Basita at Rockwall, so uh, you know we're we're in clinic together every Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, I can always count on I can always count on him for a Stanford pick for whatever the whatever the occasion is. He will always pick Stanford. So you grew up in Texas uh, uh, and and went to college and on the West Coast. So you, how did you decide on medicine? What is what is it that uh, I'm always fascinated by why someone chooses such an arduous occupation you go through lots of schooling it's it's lots of lots of intensity so what what motivated you well you know i I think ever since i was young i've I've always had this inherent curiosity about the world around me uh i was constantly you know running around the house taking things apart to learn how they worked uh, and then i would try to put them back together again so you know my mom constantly got at me when i was young because I was, I was take, I took apart the microwave, the lamp, like everything, anything I can get my hands on. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've always loved working with my hands. I, I always wanted to figure out how things worked. Um, so, you know, when I, when I went to Stanford, uh, you know, I, I focused on neurobiology, uh, and I really, at that point, developed a fascination with the one organ system uh, for which scientists didn't quite have all the answers to yet. So. You know, my my passion for for science and neurobiology combined with you know my my uh, passion for taking some taking things apart, putting them back together again, fixing them, uh, that kind of really made going into medicine, but specifically spine surgery, uh, the most kind of natural evolution uh, for my interests and talents. So, what what is it about uh, Texas Back Institute that most impressed you when you were considering joining the practice? You know, there, there, there are a lot of reasons why I chose to, to join Texas Back Institute. I mean, not only, you know, do we have a top-notch reputation for being able to successfully treat any spinal condition, no matter how big or small the problem, um, but, you know, I think one of the things that really appealed to me about TBI, um, besides excelling clinically, uh, was the fact that, you know, we have an impressive reputation for research and education as well. You know, I, I, got involved, I got involved with uh, basic science research early on. Uh, I started doing medical research and teaching when I, when I was at Harvard for, for medical school. 
Uh, and, and I've really kind of continued this calling for the past decade. So, you know, joining TVI not only allows me to continue to advance the field of spine surgery, you know, through the research foundation that we have, uh, but their fellowship program also allows me to help train the next generation of spine surgeons. And, you know, I've had, I've been fortunate. I've had very good mentors throughout my training. Uh, and, and this, you know, through TVI's fellowship program, you know, I can just kind of pass, pass that along uh, and hopefully be a good mentor uh, for, for young budding spine surgeons. Have you noticed a trend, and, and this is this is off topic a little bit, but but you your background of taking things apart and putting them back together is kind of reminded me of a of a trend that I've noticed among healthcare medicine specialists specifically, where there's kind of a mathematical engineering bent to it. There are people that are doing algorithmic based dosing software and and things that you know where medicine is is overlapping with engineering and mathematics. Have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think as you know, back in the day, you know, medicine was you know a lot about it, it was an apprenticeship model. You basically learn from what your what your senior attending was teaching you, and, and knowledge is kind of passed down that way. I think as we come you know into the you know into the twenty twenty first century, and, and and there's more there's been more and more emphasis on evidence based medicine and trying to increase patient safety, increase um, our outcomes. And I think, you know, a, a natural evolution of that was to try and take a scientific bent to it, you know, try to develop a model that maximizes, you know, like you say, either dosing or, you know, from my perspective, you know, in terms of spine surgery, you know, we're looking objectively at patient outcome data, modeling this data, trying to draw correlations, um, and, and try to find causation between, you know, what type of surgery leads to the best outcomes? You know, what type, you know, if we're, if we're trying to develop a new technology, you know, is the technology leading to, you know, less pain or better surgical results? Uh, so I definitely think that, you know, in our kind of IT tech heavy um, atmosphere that, that we've kind of uh, grown into, I think trying to... Uh, employ science, engineering, all that stuff, it's just going to help make the outcomes and the results better for our patients. So what's your biggest challenge so far? You, you haven't been doing it all that long, but you've had medical school, you, you've done your residency. What's been your biggest challenge in medicine so far? You know, I think, I mean, as a physician, you know, we, we kind of, we see and treat people all the time when, you know, when they're in their, when they're in pain, when they're at their most vulnerable state. Um, but you know, I, I think some the hardest thing that I that I've had to go through the the biggest challenge I think is when when you're forced to to triage patients in an emergency setting or like in a trauma setting, uh, and, and sometimes you're forced to make difficult decisions. Um, you know, this this really became relevant for me. You know, throughout my training, I've, I've taken a lot of call. I've, I've covered you know ERs and things like that. Um, and so I was, I was actually on call at Boston Children's Hospital when, when the Boston Marathon bombings took place. Hmm. Uh, and, and that was, and that was probably the most trying time for me for, for a variety of reasons, not only is it trying to manage, um, like a mass casualty situation, but it, it, emotionally it was, it was, uh, it, it took a toll. Um, but, you know, I, I think when, you know, when I was on call, we had, we had kids, uh, that were coming in. Um, where you know, on the surface, you know, they're 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 badly injured, 
Um, but there's only a you know there's only a certain number of surgeons and a certain number of ORs that that are able to run it concurrently at the same time, and so you know you you really have to sit there and, and you have to think you know which you know which kid you know which which son or daughter are we going to try to get to the OR first and which one can we wait you know 30 minutes for it while we finish up another OR, and 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 you know those decisions are never easy, uh, but you know some unfortunately you know sometimes you know you have to make them. So I think any time where you're where you're where you're torn between you know two 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 things that you have to decide decide on, you know, I, I think I think that's hard. And, and for me, certainly, you know, going through going through that that ordeal was the hardest trying to make those decisions. Uh, fortunately, you know, everything turned out well. You know, we were able to get you know all the all the patients into the ORs and treated uh, appropriately and properly. Um, but going through it, you know, you never know, and it's always a trying time. That's uh, that is traumatic, and I'm I, I'm yeah, sure it was, I'm sure you grew from it, it, but boy, it's hard to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, it's you know that when when that when that thing hit over the weekend, I mean, suddenly you know all the hospitals around that area became flooded with with you know hundreds of people who were injured, um, and you know I I happened to be on call at the hospital, you know, sitting in the ER when I when I got a page, and I didn't first I I thought it was a drill, I I didn't believe it. Because um, you don't hear, you know, prior to that, we never, heard, you know, we didn't have any huge bombings or any terrorist activities mm-hmm. kind of, you know, w- w- close to home. And, and, you know, obviously that's September 11, but it's not something you hear about. So I thought it was a drill or something, but, you know, I, I found that it wasn't. And, and suddenly your entire week changes because, you know, not only do we have to triage and treat all these patients, but then, you know, a lot of these patients required multiple surgeries to, to try to debride the wounds and try to get skin soft tissue coverage and everything. So for that next week, I think everybody was just was just working like you know all around the clock. You know, I think ORs were running twenty four seven. Basically, we were just trying to get all this stuff done, and it, and it really wasn't until that weekend where people could actually you know that next weekend when people can kind of decompress a little bit and really reflect on what had happened. And I think you know it wasn't you know I found myself I was on call you know that that whole month. So that weekend when things the next week and a week later when things finally kind of died down it you know i i was sitting in the call room and i just found myself kind of tearing up and crying because i think finally um all the adrenaline had been over we had we had mm-hmm. treated a lot of the patients that we needed to be treated mm-hmm. and finally mm-hmm. i can process it all wow that's beyond uh that's beyond the pale in terms of a stressful situation well uh if you were asked to describe your approach to treating patients what would you say um, you know, I, my philosophy on treating patients uh, revolves around, first of all, you know, really taking the time to listen to my patients, to understand how their symptoms are impacting their lives and, and what their goals are, because not everybody with the same diagnosis should get the exact same treatment. I, I, I believe that it should be individualized for each patient uh, in their demands and their expectations and their goals. Um, I, I'm also not afraid uh, to spend the time needed to explain the diagnosis, prognosis, and treatment recommendations to patients because uh, I want to ensure that they get all their questions answered and they understand what's going on. And I, I think that if patients buy in, they understand uh, what's going on, I think the results are better and, and it's, it's just a better outcome for everybody. Um, and, and I think finally, I think the other, the other approach that I have is, is really being conservative. Um, I, I'm a conservative surgeon. I'm a strong believer that trying less invasive modalities first, such as you know structured and targeted physiotherapy, and, or sometimes selective injections, 
you know, and, and not just jumping straight to doing a big surgery, I, I think can be very, uh, is the right call to make. You know, surgery should really be a last resort. Um, but if it is necessary, you know, then my goal would be to craft a surgery that will be both safe uh, and maximize benefits while, you know, being minimally invasive and minimally disruptive as possible for my patients. We've been talking to the latest member of the the all-star roster at Texas Back Institute, Dr. Kevin Jew. Welcome aboard, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you some more in the future. All right, great. Thanks, Art. All right, this is Art Young for Spine Talk, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs> 